The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. How are you today? Welcome in. We are focusing this morning on Murfreesboro. And Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland joins us this morning. Hey, Shane, good morning to you. Bart, good morning, and I guess I should say Happy New Year. I haven't seen you. It has been a full year. It has. (laughs) But things have kept going, and uh, we had some nice snow days in there. Yeah, we we had our, our New Year's Day 5K out at Barfield, and we were joking this was our fifth year that we've had that. And we've gone from... We've had downpour rains. We've had uh, single-digit weather. One year it was um, minus one, and we had to put fire pits around for everybody to run. And then this year it was 74 degrees and windy. <laughs> so, and then on Monday, or I, I guess shortly thereafter, that next week we had you know snow, snow snowmageddon. Yeah. So now I'm, with your youngsters, I'm sure you had uh, a, a lot of fun in the snow. We did. Uh, you know, I I didn't get to go out very much. I was um, sick last week, so I, I stayed inside. And but yeah, he my, my you know my my older ones will be actually eighteen. Time uh, flies. Next, not next week, but the next week. And uh, my little one is is nine. And yeah, he he had a blast. Uh, I, I had to pull him in every night. You know, after dark, he was out with his friends playing. So yeah, it's it's fun to get those every once in a while. And you know, it makes me it makes me thankful when those happen to see how well trained and also uh, prepared that our street department uh, and our solid waste department. Because you know, last this past Saturday, our solid waste department worked on Saturday picking trash up where they couldn't pick trash up on Thursday, and and uh, you know, our street department had trucks out, roads were in great shape. Um, in the in you know the main road, so I, I'm proud of that that entire team. I tell you, they did a phenomenal job. In fact, we talked about that uh, on the radio the other day. Uh, how amazed we were that uh, nothing slowed them down. Yeah, no, and it's you know it's not like that that we deal with that. You know, last year it was in February. I think last year is when we had the big uh, snow and ice last year. So they they uh, they're prepared and. And, uh, and do a do a great job. Raymond Hillis has got his team um, working well. You know, I I get uh, I, obviously I get um, compliments all the time on all of our city departments, but you know the street department um, is such a is such a well run, and, and a, the the employees there take their job seriously and, and do a really really good job. Have you had a problem with potholes after the snow? I'm sure that there are some out there. You know, after we have ice, we always have those pot- have potholes come up. But um, you know, we're working on a new app. Uh, I met with the the people the other day, and and we have this program called City Works where they're integrating. But as the city becomes more technologically, um, you know, moving forward on on technology, we've got these these new things where people in real time are going to be able to take pictures of potholes and mark their location, and that will end up going to you know city people to be able to to address those. That's the one thing I think that's changed so significantly over the last many years of of public service is 
you know, we don't get a lot of phone calls anymore. Um, a lot of the things that we get are all either email or Facebook messages or, you know, we're tagged in things online on social media. And the city has to be able to progress in that direction because, I mean, you've got a computer in your hand at all times with your phone, and that allows people to be more um, more interactive. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on with Mayor Shane McFarland. How are you today? Is this me, Bart? It is you. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor. This is Ansel McLaughlin. We're on Eagle Street, and we have recently had trouble with foxes and skunks right now we have a skunk in the trap outside our house oh wow and there is a situation that i'm not quite sure what to do the poor fox ended up getting killed the animal control won't come and get them i kind of understand they have turnover they have you know it's a scary thing with the rabies and all that they have instructed us, as well as the police department, to hire an outside person to come and remove this skunk. And I say, not being a Karen, what is their <laughs> tax dollars going for? Now, I love the humane people. I've been a part of Beasley for years and years and years. I don't want to kill this skunk. In fact, the dispatcher's like, don't. They'll give you a citation. So we got somebody coming to get him. But, Lord, the stink is just incredible. And it's a white skunk. Um, it's a white I, skunk. I've never seen a white skunk before. I haven't either, Just but pictures, my head is yeah. throbbing from the stink right now. But it's out in the trap here, and my brother's coming from Eagleville. What is going on that they're not taking care of the wildlife? Now, when the fox was here, and she was so beautiful, we were instructed to call the wildlife people, which we did. We called him, and they won't come and do anything. He said, just leave it alone. Well, we're right in the middle of town. We're right here off of Hobgood. Sure. Um, what is the city? And I know it pauses county. Yeah. What can be done? Um, we're not going to ask a cop to shoot them. They're not going to do it. I wouldn't do that. I don't want it on my soul to kill one either. They uh, have their place in nature. But what can else be done? What What's happening with the rabies situation? One... Um, I think we need to let Councilmember Rick LaLance know about this and let him come pick that up. So I'll let him know later on. Rick Rick is all in wildlife. I'm just kidding. So if, if Rick's <laughs> listening to it. Wild. He's on the no. library board. He's funny. I yeah. don't think that he would do that. Yeah. Um, we, the, the, the short answer, and this is probably not the answer that, that you're, you're wanting, the city gives to, to um, Rutherford County Animal Control. That's... We don't have an animal control department inside the city. Um, so, you know, our, our option is to work through the county. But what I will do, I'll, I'll talk to Mayor Ketron, and I'm not even sure, to be honest, who is over the Rutherford County Animal Control, but I'll find out what we need to do, you know, for what the policies are that as that happens inside the city that we can help with that. Mayor Ketcher was on a couple weeks ago, but they weren't talking about that, so I didn't call in about it. Yeah, we don't. The city doesn't have any type of um, animal control or wildlife control. Well, they it, used to come and give trap. You know, you could borrow a trap, and yeah. they would come and take it away. And the and I've heard different stories from the different times I've called out there from the different little people that answer the little the young women um, that they won't. That two years ago they quit coming and taking the skunks and possums and fox away yeah and i'm I'll, thinking okay so you're 
their money, which is fine. You know, we've got cats and dogs, and the farmer came and got a cat out of a tree for us recently. Um, but this is this is nasty. If we're having rabies problems, and they're expecting people to what? And then you you're kind of in a rock and a hard place because you'll get a citation if you shoot the poor creature in town. Yeah, but, that's a good you know, question. Who wants to shoot a poor creature in town? Well, we had you know we had. We've had several issues over by Oakland's behind several businesses where we've had beavers that have built dams that have, you know, dammed up the waterways to where the water got really close to um, getting into people's businesses, and we had to get TWRA to come out and help us with that. But um, it's a good question, and I'll I'll find out, and I'll I'll uh, report back to Bart. So if you get on WGNS's website, he'll have the answers on there. I will. I, I will. I will. I think I don't know. I have no suggestions other than uh, it's specific training for them sure. to take a skunk away. I know that because they have to, the protocols for rabies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And maybe it's just, maybe they need more time to train the people to come and get it. I don't, I don't know all the details. I haven't sat in on a rabies control meeting. I will find out. All right. Well, thank you, Mayor McFarland. Bart, you have a good day. You too. Thank Thanks you. for calling. Right, bye-bye. bye-bye. And that'll open a line for you, 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. We go from one smell to another, and we have a text here from... You know where we're going yeah, on I this do. one. Yeah, <laughs> Listeners saying that uh, we're still smelling uh, in the city of Murfreesboro the landfill. Yeah, I opened my door yesterday morning, and, um, you know, Bart, well, first, I'll say, as a city, there's been some really good happenings and some press releases that have have been pushed out where um, the, the Davidson County Chancery Court has allowed, based on a motion that the board, the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board and the city of Murfreesboro, we, we adjoined that lawsuit um, to help defend the board that we're allowed, we're, we're allowed now, he's allowed not only for the city to be part of that lawsuit, but the, the second part was that he's allowed um, the city's legal team and working with the board found some pretty significant additional information that we felt like needed to be part of you know our discovery in the lawsuit and and they the davidson county judge has opened um they agreed with us and they've allowed the central tennessee solid waste board to reopen their public hearing and have another meeting where this information can be introduced um so i mean back in july i think it general the general manager of of the landfill publicly said that the smell would soon be gone i forget what the exact words were but it i think it was he said something the quote was that um the smell out at the landfill would soon be a thing of the past and that's not happening um and you know i, I think that the, the argument is well what's plan b and I don't think that we can be scared into saying, okay, what's plan B? I mean, we've got several different things that the city's working on, that the county's working on, the county commission's working on, on what is the plan B. But clearly, Bart, I think we can say plan A's not working. I mean, it, the, the, what we currently have is 
with the landfill that's privately run is not working. So we can't be afraid as elected officials to say that plan A or the landfill is working, but we're okay with that smell because we don't know what plan B is. And unfortunately, I think the city council has not only through resolution, but through, you know, with our with our actions based on on funding we've said that plan a on on the landfill number one is to get them to fix the issues that they have right now and we are not supportive of the new landfill that they are proposing on on the acreage that is not even had not even been defined or even been anticipated for new landfilling operations so this new landfill we're completely against that and we're going to fight um, you know, I told somebody the other day, I can't promise much, but I'm going to promise I will fight with everything that I've got to make sure that that, that landfill is not expanded. And, you know, we've talked about this, Bart, for years on this show about, you know, the only thing that we can, we can promise is that, you know, one, um, the landfill shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't allow for a new landfill out there. And two, solid waste is going to be expensive moving forward because, we're going to have to pay to do those to, to do these things now i will i would think that if you go and you ask the majority of people who live around that landfill or now live with eight live within eight to, to ten miles of that landfill that can smell it um that we would say if we could go back into the early 90s when you know that decision was made with the county commission to put the landfill here I think we probably would agree. Hey, we're okay with paying a little, paying more for solid waste if we didn't have that landfill out there. I mean, and and so, you know, to the person who's texted in, we're still vigorously fighting and proving and showing that the scent, that the smell issues are not taken care of out there. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to say that it's not sewer smell; it's trash smell. I mean, if if you have a sewer smell. You can pinpoint that sewer, sewer smell, and it the sewer smell is continuous. I mean, and it's consistent. This is not consistent. It's all based upon which way the wind's blowing. And so we we report on a monthly or really a, a biweekly basis on here's where we are. And it's been bad the last month. Now, with this in court, does that indicate that it's not going to be a a quick fix? We're gonna we're gonna have this problem for a good while. Well, they need to fix it. I mean, that's... that's Do they know what to do? Well, I would argue right now, if they knew what to do, they would have fixed it already. Um, So, I mean, this has been significant over the last couple of years, and it's not been from the city lack of trying to say, please fix this, fix it. You know, we've... So, I I mean, I hope... They told us they were installing more gas extraction wells, um but and and that's been my argument is how can tdec luckily the central tennessee solid waste board denied you know their application for a new landfill how do you reward someone with additional acreage for a new landfill when they consistently have proven they can't take care of what they have right now i mean you you know I, i just think that's i mean bart it's just common sense Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the mayor. <laughs> I wonder who that is. Look here, boy. <laughs> you know what? If that would listen to that guy by the name of K.C. Clark, just one time out of a, uh, every 10 years, maybe somebody would learn 
I used to go to the meetings of town. Look here. Well, are you going to write a song about this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, go listen to Casey Clark. Go listen. Look here. I seen the guys out standing on the side of the road yesterday. Let's say yes, Diddy. Let's get real, real nice and down home. They were just standing around. I ain't seen nobody doing anything. But they, I like the little the yellow vest that they wear. You know, I do a little sewing myself. But if you all know what, that landfill bot, didn't we talk about that 10 years ago or longer? Uh, this has been oh. an ongoing talk. Uh-oh. See, now how many times have a guy by the name of Casey Clark have told you guys, don't do it. And they done it with my $2 tax. But they kept doing it. How many things that we, that guy named Casey Clark again, said, don't do it, Bart. Tell him don't do it. And they done it. And then, well, you know, we're going to move this. We're going to put this, that landfill out there. Bart, how long did we discuss this, you all? I'm not the smartest guitar player in the world because I can't read music. But I know where G note is. How long have we been talking about this, Bart? It's a long time, Casey. It's, it smells so wonderful out there. We're going to have our family reunion out there. <laughs> <laughs> you stay, top of it. Stay, hey, stay out of trouble. <laughs> hey, Bart, they got running water out there, Bart. I think they got everything. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. Yes, sir. Talk to you later. Good morning. You're on the air with the mayor. How are you today? I'm all right. Good. Hey, that no, he was right about them roads. They they was clear there in that snow. And that landfill does stink. It does, yeah. It does. I, it, there is no doubt. All yeah. are. Especially Manchester Highway. That thing was clear. Yeah, you know, in, in the state, um, a, a lot of the state roads and Greg Brooks with the county roads, uh, road department i mean they do a great job too so um you know props to greg and his team as well all right Dad, i appreciate your time all right bud thank you have a great day that leaves a line open for you at 615-893-1450 we're going to check on the traffic and weather and we will return this is your chance to talk to our mayor one-on-one 615 615- 893-1450. We'll be right back. From the tallest tower in the city limits of Murfreesboro to every radio in the land, WGNS AM FM is everywhere you need us to be. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at getsthealthcare.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demusrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. 
Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us, and that's our freedom and the right to live in this country, and we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. We're talking with Glenn King, and you're a World War II veteran. During World War II, it's different than any of the other wars that we've had since. The youth of America couldn't wait until they're old enough to enlist in the armed forces. And the war was coming to an end, and I dropped out of high school and joined the Marines. How old were you when you actually enlisted? Barely 17. You also served in Korea as well. The big thing that I remember during the Korean War, I was assigned to a Marine Corps fighter squadron, VMF-144. There were two very important people there that were left over from World War II. They thought there would never be another war, so after the war ended, since they were pilots, they would stay in the reserve and once a month have a lot of fun flying the fighter planes around. They were two baseball players. One was Jerry Coleman, and then the other one was Ted Williams. You got to meet Ted Williams. Yes. What, what was he like? Very personal. You know, he was an officer and I was enlisted, so we didn't get to mingle with each other. It's Ted Williams was a fighter pilot in World War II. During the Korean War, Ted Williams was the wingman for John Glenn. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One MiddleTennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Good morning. Interstate traffic's looking a little bit better now. They were dodging some debris a few minutes ago coming out of Rutherford County into Davidson. They're on 24 westbound. It was right near Old Hickory Boulevard and OHB. Traffic still looks pretty good up through there right now. It's just heavy. PensacolaBeach.com is everything you need to book your next trip to the beach. Log on today. PensacolaBeach.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, high in the mid-50s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, increasing clouds, alone near 33. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 30. Look up in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Hey, we are back again. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. If you have a question about the city of Murfreesboro, give us a call, 615-893-1450. This is our first broadcast with the mayor in this new year. And what a great opportunity to look back over what happened in the old year, 2021. Uh, what happened in 2020? A lot of COVID, I guess. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, the last couple of years have been have been trying on on. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of change. Most recently, Bart, you know, in December, we were proud to announce that Legacy Sports picked Murfreesboro for a 350 million dollar private investment uh, to build. You know what what some some are saying the largest athletic and entertainment venue in the country uh, so that's something that we're we're 
excited about you know we the city council worked really hard on expanding different services inside the city we we had several different parks and recreation offerings we had our even with covid we had one of our best financial years that we've ever had through you know conservative budgeting and spending Um, we were able to open a new fire station out in the blackman area which was something um you know that we were we were you know proud of um we worked diligently on putting together and and rick lance really spearheaded a lot of that um on the med funds which were i think 15 20 years from now it's going to be one of the biggest blessings that the city has ever seen on um you know how that those funds are 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 handled you know we had several different road projects that that opened up um we're now working and in, in initiated a new public safety um, uh, pay study to be able to tell us and, and make sure that we recruit some of our our best and our finest inside the city uh, and, and retain those those individuals. So, I mean, Bart, it's been a it, it, even looking at at what we had to face in 2021 with with COVID and and some of those things. Um, I, I I'm proud of our of our council. Um, I'm proud of our staff that we were able to really just sort of maintain where we are. Now I'm I'm not saying everything's perfect inside the city. I think there are things that we're we're continuing to work on. There, um, the landfill is obviously one of them. Um, West Park is is something that you know we made the announcement back in November that we're working with Middle Tennessee Electric to. Um, initiate a land swap that would allow the city to have 150 plus acres that would be next to the Manson um, Berkshire and the cloister you know for a west park uh, also a school site so I mean that's one of the things um, that you know that we wanted to get to get through and so I hope in this next year that you know you'll see west park um, in that planning process go through one of the things that that sometimes um, your is missed, we added a billion dollars, and that's with a B, a billion dollars in permit valuation in 2021. Um, so that means that there was a billion dollars worth of investments in the city um, with with new construction, not just um, not just residential, but commercial. Um, you're really starting to see based on on decisions the the council has made you're starting to see uh, apartments almost apartment construction stop um, except in areas of high density you know i think it's i think it's safe to say that multifamily and apartment area like in the gateway area where you know that area is concentrated i think those that makes sense but you know, apartments outside of, of that area, that's something that the council has really um, made, you know, strides to say, look, we don't we don't want any more apartments. We don't, you know, we want to promote single family housing. We want to pr- promote ownership. And I think that's something that we've we've really worked on. Here's a, a, an email from, from a listener who's saying uh, they tried to eat lunch yesterday in Murfreesboro. They had a meeting in the downtown area, and they were going to grab lunch before that meeting. 
and they have never seen so many cars in their life. They thought it must have been uh, a block party or something going on at lunchtime. They said all of the side roads around the square had every parking space taken, and the square was packed, but they didn't see any people. What what was going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think that's something that, I know we've we've worked. I think when when the probation office got moved back to the judicial, the old judicial building downtown, we were concerned about parking around the square. Um, you know, because I, I I mean, and this is just my opinion. Um, it's great to have governmental services downtown, and I think we we have that. Um, but it's also important for our downtown businesses to be able to have parking spots for our patrons, you know, for their patrons to come downtown. And so, you know, that's, that's something I think most downtowns deal with on parking, but there's not a great solution on that. I mean, one of the things I think we, we've tried to work through is try to push some of the governmental services away from the downtown area. Cause you know, with, with one college being under construction now with the city's got some exciting things they've been working on in the area where we're sitting right now, I think you're going to start seeing investment in the downtown for not only living, but businesses, um, continue to, to come through. Cause that, I mean, that is the issue. There's so many opportunities now for people to spend their money that if you can't find a spot to park, a lot of people just keep driving, and so it's important for us to make sure that we've got um, we've got that that happening. And, and Barta, you know, I, I missed when we talk about 2021, um, Murfreesboro being named the you know the number one boom town in the country, um, and that wasn't. You've heard me say this. I mean, a boom to me means that something happens fast and it goes you know it goes away quickly, and that's really not what you've seen in Murfreesboro. I mean, for the last 30 years, I think you've seen a steady rise in not only population and growth but you've seen a steady rise in in many areas and that that boomtown um designation was not just because of population it was because of unemployment you know murfreesboro has one of the lowest unemployment rates in the state and the country our median household income uh, outpaced most cities in the country our um, real estate valuation on not just commercial property but residential property outpaced m- most cities in the country and so what that means is that you know your your homeowner who you know has lived here has experienced significant appreciation in their in their home values um, and, and at the same time you know unemployment being low gross our GDP being um, being you know where it's supposed to be and and our median household income uh increasing significantly and i think that's a a sign that things are headed in the right direction again it's easy to sit back sit and pat yourself on on the back and i don't think the city council is doing that we know that there's transportation issues that we've got to work through we know that there's zoning and land issues that we've got to work through and and we're all um we're all really um, consistent on making sure that we need to get those taken care of. 
Here's another text, and it sort of fits in with your downtown renovation. They're wanting to know what's happening with the One East College LLC development. They're not seeing a whole lot of action there. Yeah, they've gone through and got the demolition completely done, uh, and so they, they're under the process of, of getting all their permitting and all of that thing done, uh, those things done to start construction. So the last thing I had, I, I've heard, I mean, we're not involved in the day-to-day operations on most anything with the city, but the last thing I've heard from planning, from building and codes is there, um, Sam Huddleston just texted and said they're working on the foundation, foundation permits right now. So you'll start seeing them uh, go vertical here before too long. Oh, great. So the foundation permits will deal with the foundation around that entire block? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, the process, you'll go through the planning process, which allows you to get your site plan. And then once you get your site plan, you have your architecture. In this case, it all came together because it was a de- planned development. But now that they have their architecture approved, they go through the process of, of getting a grading permit which and a demolition permit, which allowed them to do where they are right now. And now you'll, you'll go to get a foundation permit and then a full building permit, which will allow them to go vertical. Now, they are planning on um, multi-level building, office space, retail space condominiums yeah retail office condominiums um you know they were working on a restaurant uh i mean they're they, I, I think it's taken a while to get to this point but um you know i think that's it's a parking garage um structured parking that will go there and they purchased an old city parking lot correct yeah the, the corner lot on lytle and um a lot at lytle and college and so this this is going to allow them to take that entire block, which you know I think if you look at the future of the downtown, um, you know down the downtown area is one of the, some of the highest real estate that you can find in Murfreesboro right now. And so I think giving people you know like Bart Gordon you know has made it public. He's one of the first ones that wants to move there and you know have that condominium. I think that with the elevator with structured parking you know, people being able to move downtown, not have to maintain a yard. I think you're going to see that being as a positive for, for you know, our downtown moving in, in the direction it's headed. When do you think we'll start seeing the next phase of that construction happening? I would say this, this fiscal quarter, you'll start seeing the foundations. And, you know, that's going to take a while to go through because they've, they, there are some underground um things that they have to do there so civil war tunnels and things to oakland's mansion yeah i don't know about that uh but there's uh we're gonna find yeah i think i think you're gonna start seeing um sam is saying he's he's texting me that the parking garage is the first one that will be out the gate that they're going to work on the parking garage so i think you'll start seeing uh significant process progress happen in in 2022 very good Uh, We have another text from a listener. This takes us in a totally different direction. Is there any truth to the rumor that the city may buy MTSU's hog farm to convert it to an expansion of the VA golf course? Uh, No. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't, you know, the VA golf course in, in, using terms ron washington used to use in my years of serving with him it is what it is and you know we can't invest more money into the va golf course because we don't own it and uh it really is on i mean it's really on a month-to-month lease with the va and 
you know, I, I think it, it's really tough for us to do anything on that golf course, and expanding it would be um, expanding it would be throwing money at something that you know the VA could change any time and say, look, we don't want you there. So, no, uh, there's not any any um, any thoughts to that. Now, I, I mean, you know, our water, our wastewater uh, treatment plant, our our water treatment plants right next to the hog farm so i'm not saying the city wouldn't you know entertain needing that for spraying re, you know repurified water or something like that but not for um for more golf course opportunities okay our phone number 615-893-1450 we're going to pause for just a moment and we'll come back with the final segment a whole lot more and if you have a question dealing with murfreesboro Don't let this slip away. It's your opportunity to talk with our mayor one-on-one. 615-893-1450. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and worldwide on WGNSRadio.com. You can listen to us anywhere. We are WGNS Murfreesboro. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Dan with Music World and Drummer's Den. I'm the guitar tech here. We're a pretty well-rounded music store. We have every guitar, keyboard, drum that you might be looking for. Parts are available, strings, accessories. We also have lessons, $25 for a half hour of keys, anything with strings, and drums. It's all here, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're your hometown music store. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, high in the mid-50s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, increasing clouds, alone near 33. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 30. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. It's coast to coast AM overnight every night. You have a possessed radio? Yeah. WGNS, Murfreesboro. Hey, welcome back. Just a few minutes left, so don't be bashful. 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest. I understand there's going to be... uh, City Council workshop meeting coming up January the 20th, sort of looking at uh, MTSU. Tell us uh, what's going to be happening there. Yeah, for the last, you know, many years, I think, um, you, you know, the, the every retreat going back to, we had a retreat in um, College Grove three or four years ago, and the number one thing on our list was continuing to work um, with the university on the growth the university's having, and so we, we, you know, we've had some some significant things we've been working on over the last year specifically, um, and, and the council really wanted to do have an overall discussion, 
to talk about you know some of the things that at the university and and as a as a city there are things you can control and things you can't control and the university is sort of its own entity but i don't think anyone would would disagree that you know as the university goes so does the city of murfreesboro and as the city of murfreesboro goes so so does the university and we really wanted as a council to to be able to focus on um one specific meeting just to talk about you know things at the university like you know student housing what's the overall vision um you know talk about sewer capacity in that area and the growth of the university with our sewer capacity because that's a significant issue infrastructure um infrastructure issues around the university um, we wanted to talk about you know mtsu has announced this big blue uh, build campaign but talk about partnerships with you know athletics but in you know because i would i would tell you i think athletic the athletic um participation at the university is you know when i graduated from there i'm there's no one who loves the university more than i do and um I, I was part of the the group that that helped bring mtsu to division 1a in football with dr walker and lee fowler and terry whiteside um but I, I don't think anyone would disagree that the participation in the university is at an all-time low with athletic attendance and so we want to be able to be part of that solution and um ultimately i think that's that's something that we all should should work toward and, and more importantly creating partnerships for graduates i mean i'm a graduate and i stayed here um and i think it's important that your graduates at the university could have the opportunity for job creation in in the um in our city i mean you know you look at you look at the city and and the things that we were talking about being the boom town with low unemployment with all of these things that are happening and you know we want the the university to continue to share that that vision and mission that the city has we have a question here it says i realize that it's a historic property but the activity going on at the murfreesboro motel sometimes is harmful to our city's beautification and reputation uh any plans on future buyouts or even upgrades of that establishment you know we continually are working with those organizations uh i mean i uh, bart you and i've talked about this one of the worst meetings i had when i first got elected was with um, the owners of the regal inn when you know we really went and met and i forget what the number was but the amount of calls for for emergency service at that one establishment at that time was overwhelming on how many service calls we had out there or, or driving by and none of the blinds are ever open at that at at that that place so um you know ultimately what we've got to be able to do we've put policies in place as a city with design guidelines and and really working on homelessness and and transitional homelessness inside the city but ultimately we've got to have those property owners step up and and do the right thing and that really comes to either you want to be a you know a good neighbor playing on y'all's um y'all's logo or you don't and um that's something that we you know as a city will continually trying to push um those individuals in, in making the right decisions not only for their tenants but for the community 
We have another text from a listener. This one says, I'm still seeing cars speeding around our neighborhood, especially in the afternoon hours when the kids come home from school. It worries me. Uh, we heard a lot of conversation about a year ago about speed traps and bumps on Alexander Boulevard. You mentioned that they could be expanded to other areas. Now we haven't heard a thing about them. Did it work? Yeah, Alexander Boulevard, we had a, um, the, the engineering department, you know, initiated that as a pilot program. And I think it was extremely successful. They came back to us as a council not too long ago um, with sort of the, the results and working through what the next steps are. And so I think what you're going to see in 2022, the processes of being able um, individual neighborhoods being able to go ahead and, and install those. And one of the things that we talked about using our streets, uh, our state street aid fund was, you know, in areas where we know that we have issues, um, you know, not really saying, okay, look, it's up to the homeowners association to um, pay for and install those. We want to be part of that solution. And I think financially, we've got the opportunity that we can afford it to go through and and help those neighborhoods that have the issues. Now, I mean, I don't think you're going to see, you know, three-lane roads, for example, like Sulphur Springs that has two two lanes in a in a turning lane. I don't think those roads you're going to see speed bumps. That's just not practical on larger roads. But I think you know the roads like we've talked about, Alexander. We've had several on the on the west side of town that have been brought up. That I think you're going to see um, that happen in 2022. A listener is asking about uh, expansion of fiber optics, and they're seeing a lot of digging uh, around the Haynes Drive area. Is that fiber optics? Yeah, I think AT&T is coming through and doing quite a bit of work uh, on on adding adding things. Um, you know, that's that's through the private sector. That's not something that we we um, are involved in but yeah i mean i think you see comcast at&t and even united with middle tennessee electric now is is expanding so i think that's something you'll see continuing to move move forward is united expanding into murfreesboro i don't I, you know i've not seen um anything i think united's main goal right now is to get into some of those underserved areas that they don't have um wi-fi or, or fiber out in the county um so i don't think you'll see them transition into murfreesboro right now but um you know i think as as we move forward as a as a community to more streaming i think any any offerings would be would be good to have and here's a question everybody's talking about running again for political offices are you going to be running <laughs> again for mayor <laughs> uh you know bart i've danced around y yes uh is the short answer um you know there'll be a formal announcement that'll be coming out um i've enjoyed this part I, I can't say how much longer i'll do it after this next this next term but we've got some significant um issues that you know we've we've got to continue pushing forward and um, i'm proud of the direction that the city's had headed over the last eight years and and it's not just the mayor um i mean we have got a a great team that that we work through i mean the city council members that that you know, we have Rick and, and Ronnie and Madeline and Sean and Bill and Kurt um, all, you know, we may disagree on issues, but I think the thing that's so different between us and, and other levels of government is that we all, 
you know, we may agree to disagree on something, but we move right to the next issue and move forward. So I'm proud of where we are. I think the city's continuing to head in the right direction, and that's something I'm proud of. And, and you know, I want to continue, um, you know, continue pushing that forward. Now, you mentioned that uh, you are, are going to run again, but probably this next term will be your last one. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I said that I thought this one would be. Uh, it, it, here's the thing that's so different between Mayor um, you know, this is a part-time job, and, and I've been blessed to, to run my own business so I can devote a whole lot more than a part-time job to it. Um, but, you know, I, I think I've got two boys that will be graduating high school next year, and I've got um, – I'll tell you that the, the older boys honestly could care less whether I was mayor or not. I mean, they just do not see me as mayor. They're, they, I'm dad. The little one loves it. I mean, you know, he was in the parade and he's he's shaking hands and handing out candy. So, um, you know, I, my family's important to me, and that that will always be first choice. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland, our guest this morning. Thank you for thank joining you, Bart. Us. Have a great day.